This podcast is sponsored by Cash Auctions, making it easy to save money while you shop. Go to cashauction.com. So welcome everyone. I'm Ivy Rivera. I am your pastor. I'm a psychic medium, a Taino Arawak, and this is Roots Revival Interfaith, where we believe in the three truths that is intuitive intelligence, astrology, and numerology to guide you on your life's path, to help you to heal, to transmute all negative energy into power and positive energy, and ultimately to get out there and help others do the same through integrity and character development. I am here with the beautiful Reverend Christina Del Rey, our astrologer. How are you, Christina? I'm good. I'm out of practice. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. So yeah, we missed you guys all last month, but there was so, so much going on. We had to take a brief break. So it really is nice to be back. All right. Good to see you, Christina. Um, today's sermon topic is on absent and lost fathers. I'm going to try to keep my emotion out of this. I'm usually pretty good at turning that off. I really didn't realize I would have any until I got started. And I already warned Christina. Okay. A bit of a problem here. Uh, my father did just pass. So, okay. I'm going to do the best that I can. But when Spirit brought this topic to me, I was a little hesitant to even do this at all um, because it it can bring up a lot of traumatic uh, memories for people, can be a trigger topic in general, even if you had a supportive father, especially if you lost you know, a supportive father. Um, but the more Spirit was showing me on this topic, I really felt very compelled to bring this to you guys. And I hope that it helps you to find some answers and healing that you may be looking for, um, regardless of what the nature is or was with your father. And I do encourage you guys, because we are an interactive church, to post your questions or comments throughout the sermon. And Jill, our beautiful producer, will be taking them at the end. And Christina and I will try to get to everybody. Also, I want to encourage you to post your prayer and healing requests throughout the sermon. Uh, Christina and I pray over those, manifest for you, and send healing to you even after the production is published. So let's get into today's sermon topic, absent and lost fathers. One of the most common questions I get asked in regard to parents is why the heck would I have chosen this parent? So the first thing I want to talk about, let's just get it out of the way. Let's talk about an absent father. Let's talk about an abusive father. Let's talk about a neglectful uh, parent. I think that when we feel as though our parent failed us and I'm validating, okay, for many of you, that is absolutely the case. Uh, we would start to wonder if we personally have bad juju or if we have some kind of karmic payout, okay, that we have accumulated because we did something bad. We would wonder um, about the validity of justice existing in the world, especially within universal law. And it can really throw not only our sense of self off, if we ever had one at all, but definitely our security in the world. And it can really break any faith that we had if we think the universe does not have our back. There is no universal law. Everything is chaos, okay? Um, this is really going to require that you stretch yourself a little bit tonight. So if you are the kind of person who had an absent or abusive you know, neglectful father, 
and you want to know why on earth you got stuck with such a terrible situation, I want to bring this to your attention. And I want you to just keep an open mind, if you could, just even for a week of your life, okay, the upcoming week, do some homework. Try to stay open to the possibility that you chose this person. When we come to earth, we choose our parents. Did I just, did my whole screen just go out? Are we already seeing paranormal conflict? Okay, well, it did for me. We'll see. All right, you guys, I can't control, all right, what the energy is going to do here. It's going to be an interesting ride. Um, when you come to earth, you choose your parents. And when you choose them, you are typically picking people that are going to help you to fulfill whatever work it is that you are coming to earth to do. No one's coming here to have a good time. If you haven't noticed, okay, this is a bit of an S show here. And this is like a battleground, okay? It can feel like a battleground for your soul. And you are constantly being forced to grow and to learn and to persevere. Life is not about fun and games. And so part of your growth and development is about unfinished business from past lives. I like to think of filling out a life contract and choosing our parents, okay, as looking at sort of the inbox, the to-do list from past lives and saying, okay, what have I got over here that I need to get done? And then you take the things that you want to accomplish and you look at your parents and you pick them because they are going to help you to accomplish those tasks. They can either help you by being super supportive or they can help you by dumping you, okay? Or by hurting you in that area. And often the fast track to getting things done is choosing the latter. So if you have chosen a dad who was not there for you, who was not supportive, who was maybe even abusive, who caused a lot of trauma for you, you are going to be on a fast track to fulfilling whatever tasks, lessons, growth, karma it is that you came here to accomplish. If you choose a father who is going to be highly supportive, you know, they're, they're for you in different areas of growth, uh, you may actually find that you have a different set of challenges that you rest on your laurels, that you're lazy in those areas where you need a lot of growth and development, that you've been maybe almost overly pampered or cared for, and you don't have the same kind of drive that somebody else who got nothing would have. Sort of like you, you constantly have to have somebody lighting a fire under your rear end to get you moving, okay? So, you know, we see that we do in a life contract, choose our parents to get things done. And that can go either way. Who knows why you chose what you did? Ask your higher mind. Everybody has a different story, but I assure you, you did. And again, I'm going to ask you this week to stay open just for a week of your life to the possibility that that is true and ask the universe to show you more about why that would be, how that can help you to heal, how you can use that and transmute the negativity of what happened into something more powerful. And pay attention to your dreams also over the course of the next week. They're going to get very vivid. They're going to get very intense. And for those of you who have lost an abusive father, you may even see visitations from him uh, helping you along. That's normal. 
Um, for those of you who have a father who's living but absent, um, even his spirit may be showing up in your dreams, okay? And you may be working together on some of that karma, okay? Also normal. Um, I do find that we have karmic debt with our parents. So you have a father who is indebted to you karmically. That means you guys have a contract together, okay? And if he is absent, he was abusive, he is neglectful, he is still going to have to honor that contract. Whatever it is that he owes you doesn't just dissipate because he didn't do his job, okay? So wherever he is in the world, if he's alive, he is still being pushed to serve and help you out in those areas, which may be why he shows up so much in your dreams. And if you guys could go into the comment section and let me know if you have an absent or abusive father, and he does show up a lot in your dreams. Now, let's say you have an absent or abusive father who passes away. That work will actually continue. Not only in your dreams, but also in the world around you. So your father, who is karmic debt to you to repay what he did not give or to repair the damage that he did, he will be responsible on the other side in spirit to put the right people on your path, to put that money that you need on your path, to put those opportunities on your path, to protect and shield you from toxic situations that he technically may have gotten you in from years of abuse or neglect, okay? So you're not just going to see him in your dreams. You're going to see that somebody in the universe, almost like you have a horseshoe up your rear end, is constantly coming in to interject in situations to get you what you need. So the passing of your father may be in a very timely alignment with what seems like good luck or a change in your circumstances. It isn't. It's him. It's what he owes. The debt must be paid. Now, when a spirit crosses over into the light, they have already made the agreement to pay their karmic debts. They're working on the other side, okay? Um, if your dad is earthbound, that's a different set of circumstances. Feel free to drop your questions and we could talk about that if you feel that that's a problem that you're having. Now, if you have a dad who was great or things were pretty darn good, okay? He passed away. You love him. You miss him. He is still working with you on the other side. A bond like a parent-to-child contract does not just dissolve because one person transfers over to the other side. So your father in spirit is still energetically working with you. I would say that your dad is probably working with you in a couple key areas of your life, almost like a guide, and is probably working alongside your guide in that, in that area or those areas, like your joy guide who watches over your mental and emotional well-being, or your work and money guide, or your relationship guide, okay? You may even think that your guide is your dad, but that's typically not the case. It's more that your father is working tightly with that guide to bring you what you need and to give you the guidance that you're seeking. So we have to understand that they're not coming in to do everything for us. 
They are coming in to show us what needs to be done and to assist us in fulfilling the rest of our life contract. Okay. And they are fulfilling their own debt in turn. So there's a lot more to this than, than meets the eye. Um, on a personal note, and I'm not going to stay on this long because I don't know emotionally how I'm going to handle it, but you know, my, my father brought nothing seemingly so into my life, but pain and heartache, an alcoholic, physically abusive. If me and my sister were laughing at night, we got horrible, horrifying beatings. We got beatings for no reason on a regular basis. Um, my sister, especially absolutely traumatizing to lose your entire childhood and an inability to let go and to laugh and to be a normal person because the person who you think is supposed to love you the most took it from you. And, you know, as I got older, he would make promises about things and then like not follow through. So I learned never to trust anybody, you know, who says they want to come in and help me with something. It creates such a such a long-term damaging effect on, and, you know, I appreciate all of you, okay? Please share if you feel comfortable doing so for those on that type of a journey. Now, I'm 43, and he was pretty young, but he passed last year, again, you know, from the drinking. It's amazing it waited that long. Um, so I, at a fairly younger age, already lost a parent, um, to their own self-abuse. But I did notice that right before he passed, because I knew it was going to happen, given me being a medium, uh, and I was not there for the passing, and I did not say goodbye, and there was really no point. This isn't someone I deal with, okay? But, you know, I did start to notice that the karmic debt that was owed started to be paid even before his passing, and around the time of his passing, and in the last year after his passing, he just passed this last summer, I have seen rapid, insane development in my life in all areas where this man would owe me debt, where this man needs to make right situations from either what he did not deliver or what he stole. And I think we all have to be aware that sometimes a parent takes more from us than they ever give until they pass. Okay. So it's not always such a bad deal in the end. Um, but it's becoming like scientific, like I'm studying and just keeping track of everything. And it's kind of crazy to watch really. Um, Christina, I do want to turn this over to you before we do that. Uh, again, for those of you tuning in late, welcome. This is Roots Revival Interfaith. And we are talking about absent and lost fathers today. I want to invite you to post your prayer and healing requests. Christina and I do get to them uh, for weeks even. We pray and manifest over your prayer and healing requests. I also want to invite you to post any comments, questions you may have. We're an interactive church, so we will be taking your questions at the end of service today. Also, please do give this video a thumbs up wherever you're tuning in from. Subscribe, especially if you're here on YouTube at Ask Ivy, and um, hit that bell to get alerts for when we go live. Donations are always appreciated. Christina, Reverend Christina, our astrologer, I would love to hear 
um, what you have to say on tonight's sermon? Well, first of all, I'm going to touch on, you had said, um, we choose our parents and, you know, those, that is obvious in astrology in many ways, but one of the ways that that is, um, I think obvious is that we will mirror something of our fathers very often in our charts. So might've been, um, you know, a combination of planets that have a difficult aspect or it might be a moon that he has, but there's, and both of my children mirror their father's chart in some way. And I also mirror my father's um, chart as well. Um, so, you know, we are all karmically connected and we, we really, we really chose your, these parents. So to advance our soul, it's really what we came to do, but you know, with that comes um, free will. So we have to sort of, when we're in this life and we, we do, you know, like we, we endure abuse or, you know, whatever happened there, we have to then choose how we're going to deal with it. And then we have to decide if we're going to let it swallow us up or if we're going to let it empower us. And, you know, like it, you have to look at dad as an example, how to be or how not to be. <laughs> There's like no in between. Um, and, you know, we, we have to, we must strive to be different if we did not have the best um, of fathers. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you're going through the, the trauma, you know? So when I look back at my own traumas, um, you know, and I, now, like, especially knowing astrology, I can, I can honestly say um, that men don't know how to deal with their problems a lot of times. And because of that, and because society accepts that, um, there, there's not much growth there. So, you know, as a society, uh, men need to level up in that area. Um, you know, there are some really wonderful dads out there. Absolutely. Um, but you know, like we, th this is the common, this is a common thing. It's more common than not. Right. Um, when I'm looking in the chart and I look at like, you know, and nobody usually asks about dad to be honest, but I can look for dad in the chart. Um, you could look to your Saturn and you look to the sun as well. So moon is mom, sun is dad, but Saturn is also dad. And if you you know Saturn. Saturn is the planet of karma. So Saturn's all about karmic contracts. So there is a karmic element here. Um, now, when you look at Saturn, wherever that is in your chart, you want to see what kind of aspects it's making. If it's making hard aspects, so, you know, not easy aspects, then, you know, you're probably going to have some struggle with the father, um, depending on what house Saturn is in. Your father might be he may be absent or he might be emotionally absent, uh, depending on where it is. He could be physically there, but not emotionally there. Um, the sun and the moon, this is very interesting. I think the sun and the moon and the aspects they have to each other, if they make any at all, um, kind of speak how your parents got along too. Hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting because, you know, I always looked at one of my children's charts has, um, sun square moon 
And so the moon's mom, son is dad. And he also has this aspect in his chart. And, you know, it mirrored it in my child's. And I do, I do not have this. And it usually speaks to parents that don't get along. <laughs> when I had her, we got along. We got along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so weird. I wonder what this means. 12 years later, we do not get along. Um, so, yeah, astrology speaks volumes. Um, you know, you, you look at the sun, you look at the moon, um, you know, to see how mom figures in. But Saturn has a huge deal with dad. And the 10th house, too. Um, a lot of times we look at the 10th house as the highest part of the chart. But it also has to do with the father. Um it does say something. And if you look at the ruler of the 10th house, now Ivy, so you're actually, so now that I'm just, I'm just thinking, cause I know Ivy's chart in my head, but you know, you have your Neptune rules yours and Neptune. What is the dark side of Neptune drinking drugs? Wow. So, you know what I mean? Like so these things are very, um, and, you know, and that's not even looking at what Neptune is doing in your chart, because if we look at what Neptune's doing, that might even tell us more, you right. know, so that's how we get the information. But I don't know, that just kind of flashed into my mind. Right. So, um, so that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it, it all traces back. It does. Um, and, you know, Saturn is also commitment and responsibility. And what are you when you're a father? You are, you're committed to this child. I don't care if you're not there or not. You're exactly. committed to them. That's right. That's right. You have to, you know, you have to be that like, there's a contract there. And like you said, you might not have fulfilled it in this life. Maybe you ran from it. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe, you know, somebody passed away and they, they didn't get it, but the afterlife um, or the next life is going to be where you, um, you have to go redo that. You have to, because the karmic debt definitely has to be paid. Um, also, too, I think that it's really put upon us. And I think, I don't know, it just seems like in these times that we're in right now, where things are moving quickly, um, it does seem like we are tasked with, and maybe for the first time in in a large capacity, mm-hmm. we are tasked with breaking with breaking family curses. Yes. Like we are, we are being, that is coming forward more and more and more. So we, in order to change those family patterns, you have to know what they are and you have to acknowledge them and the, the, do the shadow work around them because um, no one gets better without facing it. That's right. um, yeah, you know, your dad was abusive, your dad was, you know, horrible, or your dad wasn't there, or your dad died before you really knew him, or your dad ran off, you know, and whatever the case may be, um, we have to look at the ugly side of that mm-hmm. and sort of deal with it and mourn it, you know what I mean? Like mourn the fact that you didn't have a good father. Yeah, you deserved one, but mm-hmm. you you mourn it, you know what I mean? And then um, it's really sort of... It, it has to do with forgiveness too, because we have to forgive in order to move on. doesn't mean that we have to accept bad behavior. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we condone it at all, but we also have to realize that, um, you know, first and foremost, we have to love ourselves. And um, secondly, you know, whatever issues he had, that really didn't have anything to do with us. That had to do with him and him not facing his own shadow. 
So if they, if he didn't face his own shadow, that really is not your fault. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have to do it sooner or later. He's just pushing it off. But you, you, on the other hand, you have the free will to really dive deep into that, see how that, you know, was very messed up and really affected your life. And then you, you know, you have the free will to make choices for your own children or for people around you or just for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and forgiveness is a big one because you really can't keep going otherwise. Um, yeah, the 10th ten, the house ruler and the aspects are really important. Um, I think that. Did you say 10th tenth, tenth house ruler and yeah. aspects? 10th house. house ruler, whatever's on the cusp of the 10th house. So if Pisces is there, then Neptune is the ruler. Then you look to see what house Neptune is in. You see, you look to see what Neptune or, you know, is doing in the chart, like those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like also too, because family dynamics are changing so much in America, um, that the, the, the father's role is changing. And I think that, you know, like when we're raising our sons or we are um, teaching uh, boys at school, I think that we need to acknowledge these things. You know, we need to bring them into, maybe we need to bring them into the classroom and deal with them. Um, you know, maybe we need to bring them into, um, you know, and, and talk about role reversal, you know, may, and what, what is the role that you would want to play? And, you know, just because society says this is the role, well, maybe that's not how you are going to play it. So I think that we need to really talk about the role of fathers too, and maybe redefine that as well, because clearly what's going on is not working. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's just, um, it needs to be talked about a little more. Um, it needs, you know, kids need to express it a little bit more. Um, and, you know, it, we all have to, you know, it, many households are without fathers, you know, without men in there. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have to, somebody has to step up and do that role. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, you have to teach kids who don't have a father. It's okay. You don't need one. Like, should you, should you, should you have a trusted person? That's great. You know, that you can rely on. But if you don't have one, that's okay. It doesn't make you any less. Like, you know, you can't, you can compensate for that and it's okay. So I, I don't know. I think that like all these things are healing, you know, like, and, and, and the, the shadow work is really hard. Um, but the astrology for me is so clear um, that it's, it, it, it helps me to make sense of why I went through what I went through, why, you know, you go through what you, you went through. And, and I remember when your dad died, nobody even told you, you just, you just told me one day, my dad's dying. <laughs> I feel it. Psychically. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and it was coming in your dreams and everything. Yep. So you just knew. Yep. So, you know, I mean, like if there wasn't karmic, you know, if that wasn't a karmic contract, I don't know it is, you know, right. so um, I just think that, you know, we all, need to heal and of course we need to recognize those fathers that you know are there you know if if the father thing is not your struggle that's great i'm sure you have struggles somewhere else <laughs> um but you know i think i think we have a lot we have a lot to work on when it comes to fathers absolutely yeah as a whole 
as a whole, part of the revolution, part of the movement going on right now. I love that you brought that up. Um, and I just did a pride fest. It was a yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to say that so many of these kids who were calm and centered and they seemed like old souls and they were truly happy and enjoying themselves. You know, they had two moms, they had two dads, they had a mix of, I don't know what was going on, you know? And it's like, it doesn't, when you said, we need to talk to children about this more who have an absent father, you know what I mean? And let them know that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to have that typical dad figure in your life to do well. You know, we need to start accessing other resources and talk about it more openly. Um, because for, I think the majority of us, that's our story. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. No, <laughs> it clearly is not going anywhere anytime no. soon. Because no, so, you know, so much catching up to do. Yeah. Okay. And and we just, we have to work on that, how we handle that as a society, society instead of telling them, oh, you should have had a father, you should have had this. Well, they don't. So no. now what? Now we got to, we got to adjust. We got to move on. We got to, we got to, you know, pivot and we got to figure it out. It is not your debt. It is his debt. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. And you may have done better without him. You know, Definitely. I remember when my father, there was some pity party about, you know, I'm leaving and I want to say he was married. I think it was three times in five years. So like I would have a pop-up new family and I would, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And then there was like, oh, you know, he's going to go, we're going to get rid of him. And I said, thank God, thank God, because I couldn't imagine things getting much worse. You know, somebody was going to get seriously hurt. Um, and we had already been so damaged and I was like, you know, but that's what happens when you don't have a mother who knows any better. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, he's going to go, you know, sorry kids. And we were like, thank God. I, cause I thought my sister was going to do away with him. You know, she had plans. She had plans to do away with him next time he came in that room, just cause we were laughing at night, you know? And I was like, this is going to end up like on the news. And after that life started to improve in some ways. And anytime he reentered, it was sheer chaos, you know? And so we have to acknowledge how common this story is. And it is better for them to go away and get the help that they need before they reenter. And I think, you know, moms and whatever, co-parents, you need to be more serious about that too. How much damage have we done you know, even to our own children saying, well, they need a dad. Well, we should let him be around. Be careful. Be very careful. Um, I do want to comment on a couple things. Uh, you said, Christina, but also just a quick word uh, from our sponsor here. If you guys want to sponsor Roots Revival, if you want to sponsor any of my social media accounts or my radio show, thank you for popping that up. Uh, Jill, our beautiful producer, just put up the sponsorship link and you guys can reach out to me wherever, you know, you can get in contact me, uh, with me uh, if you want to be a sponsor for this or my radio show on 105.3 on Tuesdays. Uh, so it's time to shop smarter, not harder. At Cash Auctions, we make it easy to save money while you're shopping. Our innovative system integrates online auctions and convenient credit card payment options to enhance your shopping experience. Start your adventure today by visiting cashauction.com and find out why Cash Auction is the best way to shop.
All right. And thank you to cashauction.com. I do want to comment, and then we are going to get to your questions. If you have not posted your prayer and healing request, your questions and comments, now would be the time. We're going to get to you here in a second. But Christina, when you said that this is generational, I want to explain why it is for so many of you who come to me for a reading, you hear from loved ones on the other side that you don't love very much, who didn't show you love. You say, I don't know him. I don't want to know him. I heard terrible things about him, right? This person abandoned me or like, that's a grandfather I never met, or that's an ancestor. I have no clue what you're, you know, what you're talking about. It's not that you have no clue or that you don't know who or what I'm talking about. You don't want to. And this is the thing to understand. The reason you may have grandparents, okay, uncles, um, dads that you don't want to hear from, whatever it is, coming through in your readings is because they have karmic debt. So it's not all about you. It's it's an opportunity for you to accept whatever they owe you. I like to think of it like getting an inheritance, okay? So you don't have to be like lovey-dovey with them. You don't have to start, you know, having kumbayas, communicating with them in spirit or talking to them at all. But you should accept the debt that's owed if it can better your life. And they do owe it and they will incessantly keep giving it because it's what they have to do. Okay, so we do see in these generational curses, which I don't believe in, but I do believe in generational programming. I do believe in toxic um, psychological damage, okay, and bad behaviors handed down. And this is really what we're talking about when we say generational curses and you healing and breaking a generational curse. And one way to do that is for you to accept the debt they owed. Thank you very much. I will accept that. You do owe it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You know, and little by little, you start to sort of repair that relationship, even if you never knew them, or even if they did damage to your grandpa and your father, and it trickled down to you, Okay. Or if you never had a relationship with your father, it does sort of help for you to say, all right, well, we're still, you know, it's amazing how you continue to build on relationships even after somebody is gone. Um, also when Christina, you talked, you talked about like reincarnating and having to do this again. Um, one of the grossest things I see in my readings is that I'm reading a couple Okay. And they're lovers and that was their dad. Okay. Or that was their mom. That was their whatever sibling, but it's often, often, especially with a love affair that is super dynamic, really passionate, impossible to leave or break away from. They haunt you in your dreams. Years can pass oceans away. It does not matter with those love affairs. I am telling you, there is a high probability it is a karmic contract and this was your dad, all right? Or you were the dad or something like this. So we see that if it doesn't all get paid, you will come back in a different form so they can give you in those areas whatever it is that they owe. And sometimes that's a good way to, I don't know, collect We don't have to get into it. Anyways, uh, all right, we're going to go ahead and take your questions and comments. Jill, if you want to start popping them up. I forgot my glasses, like always. All right, let's see what we're doing here. 
I never knew my real father and only had a stepfather in my younger years. This is from Misubia. Um, yeah. And when we have a dad figure, stepdad, what have you, um, it's very possible that that person has a contract with you also. So I call them cosmic kids. You can absolutely have a dad who is not biologically related to you. Christina, any um, insight on that astrologically or otherwise? Yeah, usually that you can tell that in the chart too. Um, stepchildren are 11th house, I believe. So um, some people actually have it in their chart that they're not supposed to have their own children, but they're supposed to have other people's children. So that does show up in the chart. And actually, just recently, I was like, wait a minute, like this one, this woman was pregnant. And I'm like, okay, but like, it's kind of showing that you're supposed to be have stepchildren. She's like, oh, yeah, the, like she was artificial or she was, uh, she had an embryo. And it was her wife and a sperm, but it was implanted in her. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So yeah, like it, it, it shows up in the chart. So that is definitely um, a thing. And that is, um, you know, it, it could be good karma, you know what I mean? And, and very healing. Cosmic kids. A lot of times, especially again, you know, especially with the LGBTQ community, we're seeing it more and more, you know, that um, your kids may not be like biologically, um, you know, related, uh, but those contracts can be even more powerful than most of the biological contracts we see. So, yeah, can't be underrated, uh, those step parents or whatever, you know, step in parents. All right. And we have another question or comment. All right. So this is from a Julie Reynolds. When my son was four years old, his father passed away in a motorcycle accident. Was this a sole contract between them or just an accident? Well, there are no accidents. We choose when we're going to die before we come to earth. So when we fill out that life contract, you pick a whole bunch of potential death points. Death, I always say, is highly negotiable up to an extent. And then eventually, you know, we're all going to have to go at some point. But that would have been something that he chose. This is where we want to stop centering ourselves around other people. Okay. So when someone passes, we shouldn't say, why did they do this? Why did this happen? Why did the world do this to me? Why did they go? You know, it's about them. They have their own journey. You have your own journey. And it it's not an accident just because it didn't feel good to you or to the child. Um, this is most likely in this case, and what I'm feeling intuitively about this is that this was a situation where this child had a lot to accomplish. And because the dad could not do as much for the child being here to fulfill that contract, they were going to have far more power on the other side to help him along. He chose to relocate to the other side. So that's a common experience when we meet soulmates, when we have a kid contract, um, you can see that the other person will go to the other side in the nick of time to help bring that assistance in a more powerful way from where they are. And it just doesn't make sense emotionally. Christina. Yeah. Sometimes you can see loss of the father in the chart. I wouldn't say always, um, but they're always still there. Right. And, you know, and they will bring you messages and things like that. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it's that, 
the struggle is it's part of the struggle it is and it, it's a very unfortunate struggle because especially if he was a good dad and you know um but yeah this the soul does you know chew i the, the points um it doesn't necessarily mean he you know he that was the point for some reason that was one of his points and he decided to take it yeah i don't i don't have a whole lot to say about that but sometimes it comes up in the charts it reminds me a lot of watching someone in the family for example pass away and then within a matter of months someone else passes away in the family and i always say it's that person went first to meet them to help them transfer over. We see this a lot with married couples. We see this a lot in parent-to-child dynamics. Not that anything, obviously, like that is happening here um, with your question. Um, but that's a great example of that. One person goes and they bring the other ones over. Okay, so it's just part of the work that we have to do with each other. And sometimes there's just a whole lot more we could do from over there. Remember, going over there is never the ending. It's just another phase right and sometimes that is the lesson for the kid you know what i mean like a, like it's almost like the father not being there that's almost like the lesson he that struggle he had to have so that he could do what he was supposed to do in life too i don't know if that makes sense but 100 100 percent. um and we have another question coming in here i do see you guys dropping your prayer and healing requests keep doing so uh Question from Juanita Vaquez. My dad passed away 2008. He was an alcoholic. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's um, a really difficult one to deal with because, you know, when you're, when you have a dad who is an alcoholic, it's like you, you're getting two different people. You're getting potential. And I have found that like in my dating life, for example, right, because who you choose to date, who you choose to marry, who you're attracted to romantically, which is gross, but it is psychologically proven, you tend to pick that theme from that relationship. And so when you have a dad who is an alcoholic, um, you would have had a great person when he was sober or when he was doing well in life with so much potential. Uh, and then you have this disappointing, heartbreaking potential monster, right? And so you can become addicted to situations that have great potential, to lovers that have great potential, right? To dreams and idealizations in your life that just have so much potential. And you realize half the time, you know, you spend, you could spend your whole life living in a fantasy world. And just getting kicked in the teeth over and over and over again. So I feel for you, Juanita. And I, you know, I think it's a great place to look for any additional shadow work you may have to do. Um, because again, this is something we really don't talk about a ton. And it's incredibly, incredibly common. Okay, Christina doesn't have any feedback on that. We're going to move on to the next comment or question. Vanessa says, my father is past. He was very supportive of me, especially when my parents divorced. That's good. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's wonderful. And I think that um, sometimes we have that story, you know, where dad was super supportive. Um and you may have to also look then in areas 
um, of your life where you've struggled where he was supportive. So again, we talked about this briefly in the beginning of the sermon. If you have a super supportive dad, sometimes you can have struggles in that area where the universe is having to push you really hard. You're having a lot of tests and challenges and trials and tribulations and blocks and obstacles you know, because you were given what you needed from him, but now you have to push yourself to get past certain barriers. And it can be almost like a, a feeling of laziness um, or resting on your laurels, you know, like you need extra push in that area to get things done. So that could be, you know, something to examine. There are pros and cons to everything. There really are. There's a high vibration and a low vibration to literally everything. Christina, any anything you want to add to that? Not really. I mean, I, I think it's really nice that your dad was supportive, you know, like in doing what a parent should do. Um, it, it's just too bad. It's not more common. Yeah. We have another question or comment coming in here. We are going to speed it up. Edgar Velarde says, my father was absent in my life and we had an argument last summer and are not speaking right now. I'm waiting for him to apologize to me. Good luck. I mean, sometimes that day never comes. Um, but, you know, not to be negative, Nancy, uh, even though I just was, uh, my father was absent in my life. Okay. You know, I think here's the thing. At some point you have to stop caring. You know, I remember my father owed me so many apologies. I mean, it was never going to happen in this life. I doubt it'll happen in future lives. I mean, who knows how much, you know, how long this is going to take for him, but not my problem. So Edgar, you know, you have to reach a point um, and our parents, the parents we chose are often a great opportunity to do that, to learn, to say that as far as others are concerned, your lovers, your children, your friends, your bosses, the government, whoever's in charge, I mean, what are any relationship under the sun while well, you're having a human experience requires that you say, not my problem. Good luck with all that. I am detaching, right? Your journey is your own. If you have things you need to do, if you cannot honor my energy, I will be over here living my best life. That's how this is going to go. You have to think of yourself like a freight train. Full steam ahead, 180 miles an hour. If someone has the luck, okay, to come on and take a seat on your train, you know, they better earn it in order to stay there because you are going to keep moving. And so think of everyone as being honored to engage with you. And if they don't deserve a seat uh, at your table, you know, they can go. You are going to make sure that they do go and that you keep that boundary set and you keep moving ahead. And I think that the other important thing to understand is if you never get, you know, an apology, um, out of him that you immediately do not wait 15 years, you know, immediately you start clearing that karma out of your energy. You could do a cord cutting, you could do forgiveness exercises, you could do, you know, a release, a ceremony. And you say to yourself, I'm going to, you know, release him, um, and these negative feelings. Um, but I'm also going to use this. So whatever he did, you should examine how you can alchemize it to use it for your own power and how to help others, you know, also in the future. There's always something of value there. And I know that sounds cliche, but there really is. I mean, that's universal law. That's the point of coming here. You know, that's not optimism or toxic positivity. That's reality. And we can use that every single day with every single person that we engage with. 
Christina, did you want to add anything to that? Just that you have to get rid of dead weight. You know, I mean, it, it, it's your dad and you, you know, you have to get right enough so you can move on. If that person's not, if he's toxic to you, then you have to move away from that. Um, I have had to do that in my life. If people are not supportive of me, then immediately I create distance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't have better feelings towards you. I just, I can't have that in my life right now. I need people who are supportive around me. So that's right. hundred percent. Um, and we have another one here and then we are going to wrap it up. Um, we have Hunter Santiago says, where can we look in our chart for what our parents owe us karmically? I, I guess I would say I would look at the fourth house cusp. I would look at Saturn. And I would look at the moon and the sun, I think. And, and any planets in the fourth house um, speak to family. And karma, the, the main planet for karma is Saturn. Um, but Pluto's involved too, so... And, you know, the moon is past lives, plus it's your mom. Um, the sun is who you came to be, but it does say things, something about your father. So, I don't know. It's kind of like a, I guess you just have to, like, it, it's it's really not one place. It would be an integration. Good. I would say, um, too, that one of the things that comes up a lot in my readings are just the basic struggles that are on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. There is in your life, we're constantly being tested, tested, tested over and over and over again, you know, or you feel there's a lot of like past life history connected to this topic over and over. Look there. I mean, that's probably for, you chose the two most important people, right? Um, coming to earth in that contract, your parents, um, probably because of those most intense areas and where there is drama, where it is hysterical, it is historical. Okay. There is some kind of debt going on there. Um, I see that we have a bunch of other questions and comments and I will be getting to them. So once this gets published, I'll be going through the feed. Um, but we do want to wrap this up. We try to keep church services at an hour. I do just want to close on a comment here from a Lucy Marsh. I love this. And I think we all need to just listen to this for a second. Lucy says, um, thank you for this service. Uh, prayer and healing request for me and my siblings for healing from my fatherly uh, cyclical abuse. I may be meant to help others who have experienced the same abuse. That's right, Lucy. All right. So that is alchemy at its best. And I'm going to leave it there before I lose my shit. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, Thank everybody, you. for tuning in. Thank you, Jill, for always doing a beautiful job. Thank you, Spirit. We'll see you guys back here in Roots in a couple weeks. Happy Father's Day.